0: Proud to present beer radio that turns ordinary homebrew home into award-winning beer. beer. The Jameel Show, and now your hosts Jameel Zaynashef and John. Please say.
1: Howdy, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Bruins brothers and sisters. Oh, my God. We're back. We're we're here. It seems like it's been a month. Yeah, it has been. Every time I say that, it it has been. See, I've got a pretty good sense of time, I think. Yeah. Four weeks equals one one (laughs) month. Well, actually, it's (laughs) about 4.3 weeks to a month, so I guess we're actually just shy of a month each time. We're doing it like every four weeks.
2: Okay, right, right.
1: And then you know you listen to two of them live tonight, and then you forget about people us. who don't listen to them live, which is many thousands of people. They get the second one in two weeks. Nice, but you get listen live for free. Which is better, and there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, these gems are better live. Oh yeah, the real time. They're better with a few beers too. Through <laughs> that or espresso <laughs> or espresso. Your double shot of espresso. Yeah, freak accent. Oh, we are screwed. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, double? The, sure. the, the coffee place made a, a mistake on John's order and said, "Oh, it, you want a double instead? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll take that."
2: Yeah, I'm feeling good. Yeah. I'm feeling good.
1: Yeah, I'm feeling all whooped. Yeah, you had a rough yeah. week. I'm sorry. I had a long week. I spent I spent a week in San Jose, which was a long week. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I had some really nice, uh, you know, uh, uh, things to do while I was down there. I, we went to. Um, el toro brewing company which i had never been to really right. nice place yeah, yeah. it's out in the middle of nowhere sure <laughs>
2: you know he was on the show wasn't that was his name um, i don't know i forgot the brewer name the owner
1: but uh you know a yeah. bunch of different beers all of them really good uh really enjoyed that that was you know the, the food was good um and uh the place is really nice it wasn't there was hardly anybody in there it was like a wednesday night or something but uh i had a, had a good time nice uh, bought myself a shirt what kind of shirt? El Toro Brewing. El Toro, Company oh, shirt. there you yeah, go. Okay. I, rarely, I rarely buy okay. buy the shirt. So
2: Just getting ahead of myself.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then we went to uh, Trials, which is an English style pub down in uh, San Jose. I'd never been there before. Cast condition. They had cast condition from the English Ales Brewing Company out in um, Marina, okay. which is near Monterey. Okay. And. Uh, uh, they had the brown monk and the and a porter Robus Porter on there. And, good, uh, yeah, they're good. Uh, the, I like the brown a little bit and the porter. Sure, didn't stop me from having a few pints. <laughs> yeah, so you're out
2: drinking with your buddies from work and yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah.
1: And then uh, and I went. I stopped by uh, Fermentation Solutions, a little homebrew shop uh, down there in San Jose. Oh, and really, huh. real nice people. I loved uh, going in there and chatting with the owners and uh you know really nice looking place and they cool. uh, uh you know it was uh really cool to to you know meet these folks and uh, and see what they're doing to improve the homebrew community sure well, support, your look- homebrew. Exactly. You so, support your local homebrew exactly support your local homebrew shops you know if you if you got if you're lucky enough to have one near you and you want to see it stay open you want to go and uh and, uh, you know, try and buy your, your supplies from them if uh, they don't have what you want. And, of course, you go to, like, our sponsor, Northern you know, the wonderful uh, Northern Brewer, and, you know, they'll take care of you. they got pretty much everything uh, under the sun that you could possibly want to uh,
2: <laughs> under <the> buy for <laughs> home brewing. Almost, sure.
1: <laughs> you know, if they don't have it, just let them know. They're, they'll probably get it for you. Awesome. But, uh you know, so, uh, and the other thing you can do to support, you know, your local home brew shop and, you know, uh, all the, the great uh, place out there like Northern Brewer is, you know, brew lots of beer.
2: Yeah, for sure. Keep uh, brewing. Keep some around. And
1: and if you're worried about the hop shortage, I'm sure there's a hop shortage right now. Things will loosen up a little bit once they pelletize this year's crop. Right. You know, things will loosen up here in a little bit. So don't panic. Don't hoard hops. Just buy them as you need them, or you know, buy enough for a couple of batches, but don't buy enough for like a year's worth of batches. Right, and then um, uh, you know, there's plenty of styles. In a fine book like Brewing classic styles
2: there's <laughs> plenty of multi beers where
1: yeah you know, there's you know, just flip through it and there's a ton of beers in there that uh, need very little in the way of hops sure you know, pretty much half the, the styles don't need hardly any hops at all right and then you know the other another half needs need you know some. just a little bit and right. then the remaining half need a whole bunch.
2: so uh, <laughs> hops are overrated then I would say to a point.
1: Uh no, no 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 they're important but they're important but uh you know there's a lot of beers you could be making right that you know pretty much any bittering hop any hop you can get you use for the bitter the sixty minute edition sure and then you're done you're you done. know don't worry about it you know so you can make a ton of different beers now right you know don't worry about that so well, uh, you know it's one of the best ways to support uh, the homebrew industry right and you know having more homebrewers to uh, you know share with is to uh, brew more beer
2: right. Well, both both of the styles we're talking about today are low hopped beers. Exactly. So, I mean, right here you go. Good segue. I didn't even think of that
1: <laughs> that's, when I got that's off into here. my little tangent. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, these both uh, have very very low hops. We're going to do oatmeal stout first, and our second hour tonight, which uh, you you folks listen on the, the uh, podcast, we'll get it in uh, two weeks. Will be Doppelbach. Double block. And both of these, you know, uh, pretty much just bittering additions.
2: Nice. I use your book a lot in the store. and um,
1: Yeah, I noticed that door wasn't staying open, and I saw, you know, you had a good use for the
2: book. You like that? <laughs> yeah. as <laughs> a <laughs> door stop. It wasn't supposed to be there. But I'm I'm really amazed how many recipes you, you really emphasize the bittering hop. You know, like, this seems like you cut like a half ounce here, mm-hmm. three quarters of an ounce, but most of your beers are based around that perfect balanced bitterness. mm-hmm uh, yeah, so we'll stay away with the hop shortage. You know, I just think it's like it's not that big of a crisis. You'll be okay,
1: right? You know, right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah there's still plenty of hops. Yeah. You know, you may have to use a uh, different varieties, So that's fine. Yeah. And especially again in in beers that have only a a bittering addition, you can get away with a lot of different hops. Sure. uh For that bittering addition, and especially in in bigger bolder beers like a Doppelbach or oatmeal stout. Yeah, pretty much almost any hop will do for, for your bittering addition. You don't really have to worry about it too much. It's nice to use, you know, an appropriate uh, like hop type that'll uh, uh, give maybe a little bit of background flavor to it, but I really wouldn't worry about it if if uh, you can't come up with the right hop.
2: Okay, nice. You know,
1: I probably would have worried about it one day, but, nah, you know, now I'm... I'm much more laid back. <laughs> You're pretty laid back today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I won't I'm, I'm like asleep. hugging you, waking you up, you know. Humping my You're leg. Humping your you leg, know, you yeah. know. Come on. <laughs> Slap me around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Got to see if the old man still has another couple of shows in him, huh? Right, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> we're almost there, buddy.
2: We're yeah. almost there. We're getting there. I was we're thinking getting... about, like, what are we going to do for our last show? And I was thinking, like, that needs we're to be like a two to naked. No, no. No pants, but yeah. two to three hours. You know just drinking, (laughs) of drinking and just talking. five minutes a show five minutes a show (laughs) show. (laughs) what do you think
1: uh yeah yeah.
2: figure out when we get there sure okay well we
1: maybe we do the show like normal and then we'll just do a special like a couple hours of
2: wrap-up we have a drinking game between the two of us yeah (laughs) (laughs) i can say what we really feel yeah Yeah. (laughs) the last three years have been this
1: you son of a (laughs) gun yeah, I'm, I'm trying to uh, hold back on my locker room humor. But, uh, you know, I got a couple of emails from people saying they like the yeah. locker room humor. They're yeah. saying, hey, 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 don't cut back on the locker room humor. Right. You know, I I love it. It's f- hilarious. Right. I'm like, hey, you know, with the people you got involved in the show, no worries there. It's, yeah, it's not <laughs> it's gonna, going away. Yeah, it's like, a, <laughs> that's pretty much how I live and breathe. Right. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, mm. Yep. All right. Uh, Oatmeal Stout. Yummy. Yeah. yeah, good, good breakfast beer. like yeah. You are saying, yeah, all right, or so. dessert
2: beer or whatever. It's a sexy beer.
1: It's a sexy beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you feel like you, you want to rub it all over yourself. Well, well I have that, some. Is, is that why humor? those those bottles are uh, a little fizzy? There, you've been <laughs> you've been doing something special with those <laughs> bottles. warming them up for you. <laughs> there you go. All right. All right well, you want to do uh, a little rundown
2: here? Give us a rundown on the style. All right, oatmeal stout, very unique beer. Um, in the aroma. Definitely get some hints of uh, mild roasted grains. You know, think espresso, Mm -hmm. um, like a sweet coffee-like aroma. Uh, Low in esters, you know, minimum to zero diacetyl, uh, very minimal hop aroma. Uh, Visually, it's black in color. Can be, you know, a dark, dark brown, but most commonly it's black. Um, The head retention is brownish to tan. Um, In the flavor, you get like a round malty mouthfeel from uh, the flaked oats with hints of dark roasted malts. It's medium-sweet to dry finish. Uh can come across having a mild or a dark chocolate and coffee-like cream flavors. Overall, it's a rich, full-bodied, chocolate-like, roasty ale with an emphasis on uh, maltiness. And it's balanced with roastiness and coffee-like flavors. So it's it's got all these unique roasty, coffee, malty flavors coming across. Maybe some subtle fruitiness, but overall it's just a soft, silky Round, full bodied, roasty black ale. Mm-hmm. Good show. <laughs> All right, we're done.
1: Well, and and what I'd, I'd emphasize a couple of points. So, um, you know, it's roasty, but it's not going to be quite as roasty and acrid as, uh, say, like a dry stout. Okay, sure. And part of that is, I think, you know, you're just not adding as much roasted grain as you would in, like, a dry stout. And also, um, you know, it's got a little bit of sweetness. And one of the things about sweetness is it kind of cuts some of that roastiness, makes it seem more like coffee or chocolate than it does, like, a dry, burnt, roasty. Okay, You know, it's... Um, you know, it's like when you add sugar to coffee. Sure. You know, it kind of, it Takes doesn't that. seem quite so bitter and roasty anymore. Right. It seems more chocolatey and, you know, more Sweeter. like a dessert. Right. Yeah, like a coffee cake versus, you know, it's it's a it's kind of a different type of uh, effect on that. And the other thing is, you know, people talk about uh, oats and, you know, having oat f- you know, the flavor of oats and oatmeal stout and... Generally, I think, you really can't taste the oats in a oatmeal stout. Yeah. It's more of a body thing. Sure. And, uh, you know, another beer that uses oats would be like a a wit beer. And that has a body. Yeah, yeah, and you you use, you know, oats in it, and you don't really get a whole lot of oat flavor. You get more of a a fullness of body and mouth feel, kind of a a rich, silky kind of uh, texture to it. Mm. Now... <clears throat> the thing is a lot of people they expect
2: to taste oats in an oatmeal stout. Have you I mean I've had oats raw mm-hmm. and I don't taste much. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They kinda dissolve. Yeah.
2: And And like like
1: like if you eat oatmeal, what do you do? You throw in sugar and cinnamon (laughs) and raisins and maple syrup and anything just to give it some flavor. There you go. It does have some flavor, but it's, you know, it's pretty. In something like a a beer with a bunch of roasted grains in it and crystal malt and stuff like that, it really kind of falls behind. So, you know, you need to do something to kind of, uh, you know, bump up that uh, oat flavor. Okay. And, uh, and you know, while I, I don't really think, you know, if you have an oatmeal stout that's got all the body characteristics to it and all mm-hmm. that, and you don't really taste oats, that's fine. That's, that's, a, that's a fine example. There's there's no Perfect. problem there. Okay. But, you know, a lot of times judges will want to detect a flavor of oats, and they're looking for kind of like an oatmeal cookie nuttiness uh-huh. and all that. And Randy Mosier was, uh, he's always been a champion of, you know, toasting the oats in the oven around 300 degrees you uh let them kind of brown up a little bit and they okay. start smelling like oatmeal cookies and that gives a little more flavor huh. to the oats in the in the in the um the malt flavor in the in the uh, beer. Okay. So, you know, that's one way to do it or you might add like some biscuit malt or something like that just to kind of kick up that that character of oats and you know the perception that people want oats. Interesting. Wow. And uh you know, so Again, I don't nah. really think it's necessary personally, but
2: but I guess you're saying that oat, the oatmeal in this beer is a complement to m- blending the crystal malts and the roasted malts, yeah. so they're not mm-hmm. so over the top,
1: right? Okay. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, it's 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 an uh, addition, kind of a biscuity kind of thing. Right. I okay. think you can get away with some biscuit malt or something, you know, and uh, you know makes makes a, a nice addition. Um, you know, and the other thing, uh, you know. Well uh, you know the 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 oats will give you that silky, kind of full uh, you know some body to it you know they they describe uh, sometimes an oily slickness. I don't mm. really think of it as oily, but um, it's silky though it's, it's silky. I mean you feel it it's almost like yeah, doing, yeah. It's, it's got a thickness on it when you when you when you drink it yeah. if you make any any beer with a bunch of oats, you kind of kind of really changes the body. And right. the you know the viscosity of the thing, a lot of beta glucans in the in the beer
2: and, okay. and that uh, adds kind of that uh, character to it. The toasting at the, um, that Randy Moser does mm-hmm. could that give it like a, a graham cracker, mm-hmm. a little hints of it? Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's bizarre. Anything kind of uh,
1: you know, know, toasted oats, you know, oatmeal cookie kind of. Okay, you know, when you bake oatmeal cookies, I don't know if you ever have, <laughs> but uh, <laughs>
2: I've had them. But I don't, I've yeah, never you know, from my grandma, you know, it gets yeah. a kind
1: of an aroma of uh, you know, kind of nutty, uh, bready, biscuity kind of aroma. Interesting that comes up. Huh. Yeah. All right, so uh, what we'll do is uh, we'll take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to go through the uh, recipe and uh, you know what you'd use uh, to make an oatmeal stout like this. We'll be back right after this.
3: <laughs> oh crap! It's the
4: hop shortage. No, not the organic <laughs> rearrange oyster Russian imperial coffee stout.
2: It's all gone. Hey! We'll never brew again.
4: Damn this hop shortage! Damn it to hell!
5: Oi! F- away off your wee f- hop shortage! F- who are you? A f***ing Scottish 80 shilling and you cannot brew a Scottish 80 shilling like you was mixing f***ing cement with f***ing hops instead of gravel, a great f***ing ass. Use less hops, brew more beer. Northern Brewer has kits and ingredients for dozens of worldwide beer styles that don't require a lot of hops to make a great pint, like the bloodthirsty and abusive Scottish 80 shilling. Keep drinking great beer. Order at northernbrewer.com and get flat rate $7.99 shipping anywhere in the contiguous U.S. One beer kit, $7.99 shipping. One million beer kits, $7.99 shipping. Together we can beat this hop shortage. <laughs> It'll only f***ing help it. What have you gotten out of a vial of White Labs yeast?
0: WLP 001, Cal Ale, baby. 23,
3: Burton Ale. 008, East Coast Ale.
2: Cal Common, WLP
3: 810. It's going to be WLP 400 with beer.
2: I got a sweet hoodie for my
5: vial. Huh? huh? White Labs, your source for great brewer's yeast. would like to invite all homebrewers to join the White Labs Customer Club. Redeem your empty vials for great White Labs merchandise and products. Free yeast, glassware, t-shirts, baseball caps, sweatshirts, polo shirts, and you won't believe what you'll get for 5,000 vials. Members also receive a newsletter packed with White Labs updates and facts, interviews with professional brewers, brew your own clone recipes, beercook.com recipes, and customer club stories. The White Labs Customer Club. Save your vials and get in the club. White Labs, it's all in the vial. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network.
0: The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. Exactly. It's so easy. Just throw yeah. it together. Dude. Put yeah, some I sugar can... and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Beer. <laughs> <laughs> the Brewing Network.
6: Did you know that every day a brewcaster goes to bed hungry? Did you know that that brewcaster is silently calling for the help of people just like you? Do you know that every day the unicorn and the rainbow have to blow sailors for loose change? For less than the cost of a half-calf, quad shot, venti, extra hot, soy milk, triple pump, hazel, low-fat foam, double-cupped macchiato a day, you can help starving adults in Pacheco. Your love can be felt for as little as seven cents a day. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate to sign up today for as little as $2 a month. Private first class in the BN Army. Buy your way up the ranks as corporal, sergeant, ranger, or colonel with an easy-to-do monthly donation that keeps Brewcasters alive and your favorite internet radio station broadcasting. No donation is too small to help those in need. Can't you find it in your heart to share your love with a Brewcaster? In return, you will enjoy the wealth of knowledge that comes with every episode of the session. The Jamil Show and Yes! Even that other show. Thank you for listening, and please sign up for your donation at thebrewingnetwork.com/slash donate today.
0: And now, back to the Jameen Show.
1: Oh! All right, we're back. We're talking and drinking oatmeal stout on Plain Air Base. Sean's. Diddling his uh, junk there.
2: I love the boss. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 <sighs> I like, I like to pay if my photo. Uh
1: yeah, yeah. I didn't
2: know we're uh drinking a
1: uh, an oatmeal stout from yeah, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse Warbeer. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's pretty good. It's uh, uh I think maybe a little too roasty and maybe a little too hoppy. Uh you know, too much in the late hop kind of character and then uh
2: well, it's got a little bit of a hot alcohol to it, okay, but uh you know not not bad overall that's uh, pretty good do you think it would mash a little bit warmer maybe to yeah sort of hide maybe that roastiness maybe
1: up the vis- viscosity a little bit
2: I don't know if that would really hide the roastiness
1: I think it's that's a recipe thing okay, I think you need to uh you need to uh you know tone it down a little bit okay it's a it's a little bit much I think in that beer. You know, uh, the roastiness is probably more appropriate of a dry stout than it is, you know, the oatmeal stout. Okay. Or you know, Russian Imperial or something like that. Russian Imperial, you can go kind of crazy. This is like trending towards you know, foreign extra. Oh, really? Uh, Russian Imperial, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for Especially, trying. You know, but uh, other than that, um, it's you
2: clean, know, clean beer. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I I actually, actually, I think, I think, I w- if I was to enter this, I would enter it as a foreign extra stout in competition. Really, yeah,
2: okay, they I think of that it's hot alcohol kind of thing that,
1: and you know the roastiness and um you know some of the fruitiness to it, and I think you know, foreign, I would enter it as a for next okay. shot, and I bet you it would do much better than as a, a oatmeal. an oatmeal Because hmm. it doesn't quite have you know some of the viscosity of an oatmeal,
2: okay, should be so an oatmeal sound should be thicker and chewier and fuller body.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Okay. I mean, this is this is close enough to that, but I think you know perception, judge perception during a flying, uh, oh, right. Yeah, I think I'd go with a foreign extra on this. He ought to enter it as that and see what happens. Yeah, or enter it as both. See what. See what. He's, he's, I could be totally wrong. Yeah, he ought to enter it as both, and let's see what it comes back at.
2: Watch he'll compete against himself, and then he'll pump himself out. That'd be funny.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just it's happening. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, mm. yeah sure. Um, <clears throat> so how do you brew these bad boys?
1: Well, you put some grains yeah. and some water, and, and some water. Okay, okay, okay. I got, I got, I got my my recipe here. McQuaker's oatmeal stout. McQuakers, McQuakers. Stout. Did you actually use Quaker oats? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I Use Quaker oats. I've used the Quaker oats. I've used the, uh, you know, the uh, rolled cut oats. You know, the you know the the, the less processed oats. And uh, you, know, you can even use like whole oats, and then you know. Boil them and, uh, you know, go that whole route. And then, uh, but I I think, you know, you can use almost any, you know, quick oats and they're, it's fine. Okay. I think, you that know, people go, well, you know, to get more flavor if you yeah. use the, <laughs> uh, you know, raw, natural, you know, run over by a, a roller oats. Uh, you might get a little bit more flavor, but it's, again, in a beer like this. You know, it be... really doesn't doesn't stick out well, and if you want to get more flavor, just use the, some quick oats and uh, you know toast them up in the oven. And I think it's fine.
2: So It's hard to perceive actually the old flavor then. is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, like, like
1: we we're saying it doesn't have a whole lot to it. Okay. So for a six gallon batch, you know, or six gallons at the at the finish of the the boil, and however much you want to transfer to your kegs and all that, <laughs> that's fine by me. Enough said. <laughs> uh 1055 would be your starting gravity, your targeting and finishing gravity around 1016. Parent degree uh, fermentation is going to be about 70%. 36 IBU, 35 SRM, going to give you about uh, 5.1% alcohol by volume. And let's see here. If you're an extract brewer, you go with uh, English Pale Ale Extract, uh, 6.8 pounds or 3.08 uh, kilograms of the extract. And then, uh, if you're an all-grain brewer, instead of the extract, you would use uh, 9.4 pounds of a British pale ale malt, uh, 4.26 kilograms. And uh, you know that British pale ale malt or the uh, English pale ale extract, it gives you kind of a, a nutty, biscuity background malt character, a little fuller malt character, richer malt character than using something like a domestic two-row, American two-row.
2: So, is it complementing the roasted malts?
1: Yeah, and it, it's also, again, adding to that perception of oats. You know, people want some sort of, you know, ot uh, Oatiness. <laughs> kind <of> some oatiness. <laughs> right. And so the only way I really know of doing that is to add a lot of these, you know, background oats. Plus good. this tends to be it's, it's pretty much a, an English style, so you, know, you brew it with the English uh, type of grains. For your uh, specialty grains that you're going to use, either steeping or put it in your mash as an as a all-grain brewer, you're going to use uh, a pound of flake oats, or .45 kilograms. You'll use a three-quarter pound of a chocolate malt at uh, 350 L, or 340 grams. Same amount of victory malt at 28 love, and a half pound, or 227 grams, of crystal 80. And the same amount, a half pound of uh, black roasted barley at 500 love. Now, here's the thing. This is your secret. <laughs> The tip. The here's the thing, we should we should have like a whole highlighted segment with like intro, yeah. uh, you know, uh, intro and all this for here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> it's kind of like those uh, you know, golden
2: star moments on TV right. where they're
1: going like, uh, you know, what you needed to know about uh, about kids in school or something.
2: I'm sure there's a listener out there that will probably go through every podcast. <laughs> here's
1: the here's thing. the thing. <laughs> yeah. Here's the go. thing. Here's the thing. The flaked oats. Really need to be mashed. If you steep them, I'm not converting. Uh, uh, no, 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 not converting at all. Do you get any flavor from steeping? Oh, it's have flavor. flavor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you might get release some beta glucans, I guess. Uh, Maybe, I but uh, mash them. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, ideally, uh, if you're an extra proof do a partial mash. So, for partial mash, you're going to take some of that. Uh, uh, extract, you can re- reduce it down to, say, 5.4 pounds, 2.45 kilograms, and you're going to take um, all your specialty grains and take two pounds of an American 2-row, 0.9 kilograms, and partial mash that with the oats. Okay. Because that, that American 2-row has enough diastatic power to convert those oats. Okay. And... uh Essentially, you just hold it at. Uh, if you're a part, if you've never done any sort of mashing at all, don't worry. It's actually really easy. Get yourself a big grain bag you know, or a, a paint strainer bag, right? <laughs> put all your grain, crush your grains, put them in there, add a hot water. Yeah, you pour you know 160 degree hot water over the whole thing until you know the grains are all wet and submerged a little bit. Looks like porridge. Yeah, and if you want, you can measure it out like a pound and a half of or a quart, a quart and a half of water, a liter and a half of water to a pound of grain, and that gives you about the right amount. And just let it sit in there for you know half an hour. Then you can add a little bit of boiling water, kind of bump the temperature back up, let okay. it sit for another half hour, warm it up on the stove a little bit carefully so you don't scorch sure. it. Taste it every once in a while. If it tastes sweet, it's converted. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Because you know? <laughs> if you take you know regular old domestic two-row right. and oats and crush it up and add it to water, it doesn't taste sweet. If you wait a little while at the right temperature, okay. it starts tasting sweet. Sweet, okay. And you let that go for like an hour. And then you just, you know, treat it like specialty grains that you want to rinse out. Okay. move it, let it drip, transfer to another kettle of uh, warm water, you know, jiggle it up and down a little bit and let it drain. Squeeze it. You're done. Collect all the juices. Yeah, I would squeeze it gently if you're going to squeeze it at all. Gently. If you need to squeeze it. Squeeze it gently. (laughs) (laughs) Squeeze it hard. I don't like it when you squeeze it hard. Me neither. (laughs) I like you to squeeze it gently. Okay. Um... And this is really the way to do it, and you'll you get a, a much better beer. But if you know, go ahead with uh, I, I. When I was an extract brewer, I did oatmeal stout, and I threw the oats, and they turned out fine. Right on. Yeah, uh, you know, it's a dark enough beer that you're not going to see all the starch haze. Okay. So, uh,
2: so will will oats convert though without tiro, or do they need the tiro? No, to help?
1: I don't believe they'll self convert.
2: Okay. So they definitely yeah. need enzymes from the tiro. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yep. So, and I know of no oatmeal syrup, so, uh, you know, there you Down, go. there you that? go. If you're an all grain brewer, <laughs> you a new product. New uh, product, <laughs> From the Odie Boys. Uh, they do have oat uh, malt. Oat malt? Yes. Okay. Uh, British Pale, okay, so you're going to mash, if you're an all grain brewer, mash it at uh, 154 degrees Fahrenheit or 68 degrees C. And, uh,. You know, with the oats, it may take a little bit longer to convert. Generally, it'll be, it'll be done in 60 minutes, but uh, you know, if you want to stretch out longer, you can.
2: How often do you uh, brew this beer?
1: This one, uh, oh, not that frequently. And does this is beer age, like two, three years in the yeah, keg yeah, or in the bottle? Yeah, it does fairly well. Really? Yeah, anything with the uh, roasted grains in it seems to age fairly well, I think. Ones without roasted grains don't don't tend to age very well. I Wonder why that is. It's it something, something to do something with, with the bro- antioxidant properties of the uh, roasted grains. I think. Awesome. Yeah, so I think I think it really protects it. Any you know robust porter, any of the stouts, uh, uh, you know any any beer with a the roasted character, I think really uh, helps to preserve it.
2: Nice. Very interesting. eh? we should brew um, like a porter or an oatmeal stout and bury it and come back to you like like a capsule of beer, you know? Ten I, years from now? I had one
1: of the very first robust Porters I ever brewed and uh, I remember maybe it was like the second or third, I don't know, but it was five, six years old and I found like a bottle of it and a bottle of the next one I brewed and the bottle of the next one I brewed. Yeah. And I had like three or four that I had brewed over a span of like five or six years. Wow. And I took them down to Dave Sapsis who's just an amazing palate, this guy. I okay. mean, you know, just one of the, the greatest palettes you're going to ever run into. And I poured these for him, and I was like, hey, you know, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? He goes, oh, that's really good. Oh, yeah, I like this rose pour. Oh, you know. Didn't mention one word about oxidation. Wow. And, you know, if it was oxidized, he would have said something. Sure. And uh, I said, you know, that's like five years old. <laughs> He's like, what? He's like, it's amazing. You know, there's no contamination, no oxidation. And it tastes just as good as a one-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was it was
2: really good. Awesome. I hope it's like yeah. That's, <laughs> that's really neat. So will any beer style with any type of roasted malts even if it's a smaller percentage will that age? Uh, I don't know, it might. Like and, and this beer. is
1: just kind of like a, you know just incidental, you know chance. I think I think this is happening. Okay. I'm not really sure. I haven't done any scientific tests on it, but it really seems to me and you know how like uh, uh, bow pills any of those real pale light pilsner beers six they're months. dead in six months Yeah, yeah. You, know, you cannot store those they'll, they turn turn to junk yeah. in six months they could be just the, the greatest beer in the world six months down the road good you shit. might as well be pouring it out for the snails <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but uh, all the roasted beers they'll last for for a long old time they're real real stable it's like a good survival tip you know yeah, yeah, yeah. If you need to brew for the next, uh, you know, for the earth uh, going in the in the toilet, uh, for Armageddon or something. Yeah, okay. you, you brew some roasted beers, and uh, you, you know, but you your contamination, you know, level needs to be pretty much next to nothing. Sure. And you store them cool and you know steady. Don't be shaking them around and storing them hot and cold, hot and cold. Keep them cool, sleep. and they'll last a good long time. And it, and it really. This is, I think, one of the reasons why uh, my mild lasts a long time, too. Even though it's a low-alcohol beer, mm-hmm. it's got some roasted grains in it. Maybe that's... A, it doesn't right. take a whole lot of roasted
2: grains. And in your shillings, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, I mean, those are low, low-gravity beers. Right. Now, I've, I've got some that are several years old. I know. It's still like a gold at the internationals. Uh, <laughs> Damn you, yeah, I think I think <laughs> God, we're on some here oh, sh- quick, r- erase r- that from the uh, archive. no tip there. oh no, there's no editing on this show. I forgot <laughs> fubar. see we can't release all this information if we're gonna if we're gonna continue to dominate <laughs> continue. <laughs> all right, so hopping uh again, you could use almost any hop in this for your bidding edition uh it's gonna be a one sixty minute edition uh, I like to use Kent Golding's five percent alpha acid pellets. 1.8 ounce or 51 grams. Give you about 36 IBUs. The uh, the reason that I like to use a um, low-alpha hop in this sort of thing uh, for bittering is you end up bumping the, the amount up. And I use an English hop like Kent Goldings. You bump it up to 1.8 ounces, 2 ounces or so. It comes through in the flavor. Just a hmm. subtle hop background, not real bold, you know, subtle. And that's okay. If you were to uh, have something like uh, uh, Cascades at five uh, percent or six percent, right? I would not use Cascades, okay, for that because it's a flavor. Yeah, because you'd still use about two ounces of Cascades; right. it would be too much, right? Yeah, you know, that would come through kind of citrusy, right? If you didn't have Kent Goldings and you didn't have something else, English like Challenger, Fugles you know, and Fuggles right. or any of that. Um, then I would use something with a high alpha, use something like a you know a Magnum or Horizon or you know some Columbus, sort of Columbus, yeah. Yeah, yeah, even maybe Columbus because you could use such a small amount. Sure. You'd use you know uh, quarter you know, ounce, three three quarter ounce or half ounce or whatever it would be, and uh, you you wouldn't get a whole lot of flavor from that. It, hmm. would, it would really be masked out in the background. So that's one of the one of the advantages of. Uh, going with the higher alpha hops. I think
2: that's a great point. I mean, that gets the brewer thinking differently, too, as far as that, making a breast piece. I mean, you can really manipulate a hop flavor, just not just bitterness, but a hop flavor all across the board in each beer, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. by low percentages. or, or okay. you, c- you could probably do six different additions at a quarter ounce throughout the 60-minute boil, mm-hmm. get the same amount of IBUs, rather, and then do one hop addition at a certain alpha and get the same IBUs. But you're going to get a whole different type of hop flavor. Because mm-hmm. of the certain times you added it. It mm-hmm. really makes you think. Huh. You must think. You must think about your beer.
1: <laughs> requires thought. Brewing requires thought,
2: which is one of the problems well, that some the, brewers seem to have. Yes. Well, if somebody just want to have beer and they could care less, you know, yeah, four ingredients, fine. cook it, fine. fine, you'll make beer. Well, but if you really want to go overboard, I mean, you
1: can really bring it down. Somebody was sent around a link to uh, a bunch of people about uh, a guy. Uh, he's got a YouTube video on how to make beer the modern way. <laughs>
2: He's like the modern videos. way, yeah. He
1: gets a can of extract, you know, uh, and then he, you know, heats that up and heats up some water and he pours it in there, and then he adds a whole lot of sugar because he wants a whole lot of alcohol, and then uh, throws his yeast in, and there you go. And you know, that's some- <laughs> he doesn't know a lot about brewing, but that's funny. <laughs> I was watching one of the videos, and, <laughs> and he's he's kind of personable guy on the video. I, I actually thought it was pretty kind of cool. Um, and uh, he's like, "And hey, here's one for my last batch." Pops it open, and he's like, "Chug, chug, chug, chug." He's chugging. <it. laughs> ah, that was a good one. <laughs> it was like <laughs> <laughs> empties the bottle of of whatever you know, kind of rocket fuel type of wow. thing he's brewed. But you know what's cool about that is. Guy's enjoying himself. He's got a hobby. He's making his own beer. He's really proud of it. Making videos. Yeah. You know, (laughs) who who cares? You know, if he loves his beer, that's all that matters. That's true. (laughs) I don't have to drink it. You know, you don't have to drink it. You don't have to do what he does. He likes it. So. (laughs) You know, God bless him. That's cool. I like
2: that. Always getting that uh, self-gratifying experience that, you know, brewing gives you, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's making something. He's having fun with it. He enjoys the the end process. Right. uh, You know, all of us, uh, one of the things we'll do when uh, we brew a beer is we will, you know, have that kind of... uh, you know, blinders on where, you know, we got a love of our own, you know, product. So we'll uh, you know, we'll we'll like the beer no matter what. Sure. Sure. And you know, nothing wrong with that. Exactly. So yeah, if it blinds you a little bit and you think it's fine, great. You know, right. it really doesn't have to be perfect. it just has to be perfect in your own mind right and the hell with everybody else yeah just enjoy it what's well, you know? brew
2: day that's just yeah, a- exactly
1: you know it's it's really not that important and it's cool to if you want to track down and be you know really good at brewing something or you know make something and understand it all uh, that's what I do and I really love that part of it right but you know, if somebody just wants to brew some beer, that's cool, too. I, I got no problem with that. Awesome. Uh, I, I thought that was pretty cool that the guy is, you know, so into it and putting <laughs> these YouTube videos up there.
2: Well, he's, someone will probably watch and be like, that guy can make beer? I'm going to make beer. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: If it, And and then if they make the beer the, the way he's doing then they go, oh, my God, this is horrible. Maybe they'll try Maybe, to make it better. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I did, essentially, when right. I started. And then I found, you know, other places, you know, uh, my local homebrew shop who helped me out and, yeah. you know. Kind of educated me, and, uh, you know, turned turned out pretty good. Yeah. So now look knows? at you. <laughs> yeah, I almost know how to brew beer. <laughs> almost. Very cool. Yeah. All right, uh, speaking of brewing beer, uh, yeast. yeast. Uh, I like to use either the uh, White Labs WLPO2 English Ale Yeast or the y Yeast 1968 London ESB. Those are my two favorites for this. They leave a little bit of... Uh, residual sweetness, but not too much. They got some esters, but not too much. If you ferment uh, on the cool side, you know, they will, uh, uh, you know, be fairly restrained. You, you uh, can use that
2: London ale a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. The, English, the English ale and the London uh, ESP. Yeah. Uh, if you're using dry yeast you're going to use the Fermenta Safale SO4. Yeah. And uh, fermentation ferment at uh, 68 degrees Fahrenheit, 20 degrees C. And, uh, you know, when fermentation is complete, you're going to carbonate that to about two, two and a half volumes.
2: So low, low carbonation usually. No, that's some.
1: That's, that's a little more than a lot of English uh, beers. Okay. But, uh, you know, this one this one can use a little bit. It kicks up the head. Gives a nice head on it. Nice. Yeah. All okay. right. So what we'll do is uh, take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk about... Uh, Something. Questions. Oh, answer questions I from the chat room. There's probably uh, one, two people listening in the chat there. Uh, uh, Justin's, uh, I don't know, looking at one, God knows what. But uh, we'll be back right after this.
5: <laughs> oh, crap.
2: It's the hop shortage.
5: He's in the basement. Oh, please. My triple-decocted
4: Imperial Pilsner.
2: It's all gone. We'll never brew again.
4: Damn this hop shortage. Damn it to hell.
5: loss. <laughs> is
2: Hop shortage? Who are you
5: guys? Ich bin Doppelbach. Ich bin Kölsch. Und ich bin Münchner Helles.
6: We don't need a lot of hops to be delectable.
5: Now brew something, mercy. Use less hops, brew more beer. Northern Brewer has kits and ingredients for dozens of worldwide beer styles that don't require a lot of hops to make a great pint, like the Cool Blonde Kölsch or the ponderously bottom-heavy Doppelbach. Keep drinking great beer. Order at northernbrewer.com and get flat rate $7.99 shipping anywhere in the contiguous U.S. One beer kit, $7.99 shipping. One million beer kits, $7.99 shipping. Together we can beat this hop shortage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now get brewing!
3: Hi, I'm Sean O'Sullivan, the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment Brewery and Restaurant in San Francisco. Six years ago, Nico Frecchi and I opened the 21st Amendment on 2nd Street with the intent of bringing back the local neighborhood brew pub. Well, the neighborhood has really changed over the years, but the 21st Amendment still remains a great place for people to meet over a terrific meal and a tasty pint of beer. In the past, the only way you could enjoy the 21st Amendment's handcrafted beers was at the brew pub. Well, all that has changed. Now, the 21st Amendment beers are available in cans. That's right, cans. When was the last time you had a great beer in a can? Well, that day has come. We're offering our world-famous watermelon wheat and 21A IPA in cans. Cans are a better package than glass because cans keep the beer fresher, longer, but you can also take cans to places where bottles can't go, like the beach, lake, golf courses, and sporting events. So join us in the revolution to take back the can from the big breweries and crack open a cold 21A craft beer in a can. The 21st Amendment, 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park.
4: If you like the prices you get from the major homebrew shops but live on the wrong coast, or if your local homebrew shop doesn't carry what you need, or if you just want a shop where you are appreciated as a customer and treated like a friend, head on over to the Do-It-Yourself Brewing Company at DIYBrewing.com, the new local brew shop for you and your beers. They have an extensive selection and are bringing new products in on a daily basis. In fact, if you need something they don't have... Just let them know and they'll get it for you as soon as humanly possible. Check out all their products, recipe kits, winemaking supplies, and specials at DIYBrewing.com. With everything from ferminators, work chillers, to carboys, DIY Brewing either has what you need or can get it fast. At DIY, they're homebrewers helping homebrewers get what you need. Visit them in Rollinsworth, New Hampshire. Call 603 205 4168 and stop by DIYBrewing.com and get brewing. Do it yourself with a little help from DIY Brewing. Wow, I feel good. I I
0: now, back to the Jameel I Show. Good. I knew that I wouldn't
1: Alright, we're back. So we're good. talking oatmeal. Oats. So oats. <laughs> oats. Oh, oats. I, I like oats. I like oats. So do horses. Yeah. Pigs? Pigs. Yeah, I like pigs. You like pigs? Yeah, pigs are very personable. And oh, they taste good. Good. I tell you, you could wrap bacon around a turd, and a turd would taste good. That's true. <laughs> you know, there's, there's nothing nothing that bacon can't make better. That was a bad combo, though, was coffee you, and bacon. You know, anymore. you like slam your, your wee wee in the door, wrap <laughs> bacon around it, makes it better. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's
2: nothing bacon can't fix. <laughs> A little bit of bacon grease for everybody. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to go home and try that. I mean, not the slamming part. This sl- is the, the wrapping with bacon. Just the wrapping with hey, bacon. Hey, baby. Part. Let's try this. <laughs> Might be good lube. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh,
1: this is not a show for you uh, non locker room
2: times. Anyways,
1: we had to get. That. I knew eventually it would just degenerate into this. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. My kids can't listen to this. No. Yeah. Although they saw the, the YouTube video of me uh, signing books, I'm glad I wasn't like you know
2: totally rude in that. <laughs> <act>. <laughs> we're talking about your kids. Yeah, yeah. They're they
1: <laughs> like, "Oh, Daddy, saw you on YouTube." Oh shit! I'm like, oh, what did I do in that video? I better look. You have any stalkers? I've I've always had stalkers. Oh, yeah, you bet you. You All them cougars. I mean, all the those fine people. No, no. <laughs> Back in my days, making my day, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. All right, so uh, <laughs> pre-marriage. <laughs> well, let's get
2: let's get to the let's get back to oatmeal stout. Okay, you got any questions for me, John? Uh, well, someone from the chat was had a question about yeah. you know, he's having problems with his not enough roasty character come across in competitions, yeah. and he's even up the roastiness from your book, and he's still having problems. So it's a fine balance. Here's the thing. <laughs> There's. <laughs> Here's the thing.
1: Tell me. All right. So, um, is that essentially the question, Justin?
0: Yeah, that's basically it. He, like John said, has entered uh, you know followed your recipes up the the roast mall, entered them in competitions. He even adjusts his water mm-hmm. to uh, what he to what he thinks is, should it be accentuating the roast, mm-hmm. and he's still getting a lot of comments saying not enough roast. So, in sum, how do we get enough yeah. roast? All right. So. Uh, first off, there's plenty of
1: judges out there that are idiots. <laughs> they really don't know what they're talking about, okay yeah, and you know they they just don't know what they're doing, so they're like, well, you know, I'll tell them it needs more roast you know and they don't feel like <laughs> it needs need more the carbonation stuff. uh you know uh, chris uh, England he was uh you know uh, he Kind of feels along the same lines there's some people out there who really don't know what they're doing, and sure. they put comments down just to be filling in space on the right. sheet, and it really has no bearing on reality and I'm here to tell you judges who are doing that. stop it. don't do that if you don't really know something to be true, don't say it. let's give it. However, you know if you say you detected you know what you believe to be you know, uh, pears or apples or, you know, whatever you detect, that's what you detect. And you're not wrong. Write all that stuff down. Right. But don't go into the, well, you know, this needs all sorts of more roast. or You know, the stuff that, you know, you're just filling space with. You know, recommendations that, that don't really go to the style or whatever. Cool. And that's one of the things. Um, roast is kind of tricky. It's Roast is very similar to smoke and uh, hops and bitterness in that once you have a bunch of it, you can't taste a whole lot more of it going on. So this is the other thing. So the flight could... Right. If you're late in the flight and you don't have, like, blow-your-head-off roastiness, they can't taste anymore because the er guy early on didn't know anything about oatmeal stouts and dumped in a ton of roast. Right. And as they go through, they can't taste the roast. They go, well, it's not as roasty as the first one. Well, you know, if they went back to the first one, they'd realize that you know their palates have shifted over time right and then, again that's the, the thing with uh, you know there are there's plenty of really excellent judges out there, sure who are you know just amazing to me. These people are like, you know thank you for being there better than you know you wouldn't you wouldn't ever be able to build a machine that could do what these guys do they're fantastic, and uh you know there's the majority of judges are are excellent. And will do a really good job. Okay. And you know that's why you enter into competitions. But every once in a while, you're going to get some guy that's going to say, "Well, you know, not enough roast. One's well, got plenty of roast in it. Mm. Don't don't worry about it." What what you want to do is, um, you know, enter plenty of competitions around the country, not just in your backyard. And you know, look at the score sheets from you know get gather thirty score sheets on a beer, and then you know. If one of them says, needs more roast, or two of them says, needs more roast, you don't need more roast. Okay? Yeah. yeah. If, if out of 30, 15 or more are saying you need more roast, you then probably. maybe you need more roast. Okay. If 20 or more are saying you need more roast, then you need more roast. Okay. Right? That's, sure. you know, that's that's the cutoff. Okay? And if it's less than that, forget about it. They You know, the, it's, it's noise. You have to get some statistical evidence before right. you, you make uh, certain changes. That being said, if you want more roast, add more roasted malt, right? There That's you really the way to do it. Just keep upping it or use, you know, some people, they like the the super burnt character. Yeah. Use the darkest grain you can get. Doesn't matter what kind of grain it is, because once they reach six hundred, love a bond. Done. It really doesn't matter <laughs> anymore. Just go ahead and grind that up, throw it in there. And if you want a really intensely roast, you get something with a husk. Don't use Carafa special because it doesn't have a husk, doesn't have a whole lot of roastiness to it. Get something with a husk, the black patent or whatever that's six hundred love, and grind it to a powder, to a fine dust. Where you're grinding up the husks as much as possible because okay. those, those burnt husks. As much as possible and then throw that in. And that will give you some roastiness. There you it's go. like the dry stout recipe. Yeah, yeah. You have to grind the uh the uh the roasted barley uh till it's a powder. Okay. Because you want those husks ground
2: up. Okay. And that'll give more roasted yeah. character. Okay. Gives it that uh, really intense character. Well I feel relieved now. You just dispelled the whole entire ginger. Well, and I, I called published. a bunch of people idiots. So. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Now, now I'm sure they love me. <laughs> you get All some hate
2: right. Well, I didn't name them
1: by name, so they, That's true. they, they won't uh, they won't know I'm talking about them. That's true. They'll, it they'll
0: say it's the next guy. Yeah. It doesn't matter, Jamil. You call people idiots on anything on the Brewing Network, and you'll, you'll be hearing about it for months.
2: <laughs> you hurt my feelings, even though I don't know who you are. You don't know who I not am? Not
1: me. Not me. That was John.
2: Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Next question. Do you have any more?
0: You ready for the chat, or you have some? Go for it. Okay. Yeah. Um, in using oat malt A couple of questions about that People want to know about using it and how much And if they want to use uh, To extend to that uh, If they want to use more oat malt Then your recipe would suggest Would you recommend doing a cereal mash uh, And they kind of referenced the book How to brew that uh, John kind of talks about doing that
1: Yeah if they want to use Well if they want to use malted oats Malted oats are will convert That shouldn't be a problem Malted or, oats Okay malted. Um, but, if they want to use raw oats or whole oats, then yeah they'd need to do a cereal mash okay if they want to use um, any any flaked oats they 've gone through a roller mill and they 've been uh, gelatinized and the starch has been exposed and all that and you're you're ready to go that can be converted with uh but if it 's uh like whole oats, you need to smash them up and then boil the daylights out of them to uh, get the starches ready to be converted
0: okay. And why would we want to use oat malt in in a recipe like this
1: oat malt um you know I actually haven't used oat malt okay but uh there's uh i think northern Brewer carries it yeah and uh i don't know i don't know how much oat flavor it would give you but uh it it's essential it's got to be essentially the same as um, you know if you take the It it may have more flavor than using oats and then, uh, you know, rolled oats. Okay. But it's essentially the same starches and, uh, you know, whether you
0: convert them, you know, I I don't know. It may may have a little bit more flavor. I don't know. Okay. Um, Another person says, I only have two row. So would you suggest adding uh, biscuit or something to that effect to this beer?
1: Uh, You could. I think you need to do something to kind of fill out that malt background Okay. if you're only using two-row. And if you're only using two-row, I mean, maybe brew pub, uh, you know, and all they get is two-row as their base grain. That's Ooh. fine. I can understand. If you're a home brewer, I don't think you only have two-row. Got to be able to get something. Got to be able to get something. Well, there's some people, they're going to be out, you know, they're somewhere where there's no homebrew shops and... uh, And no mailman? (laughs) Well, you know, if you want to buy a 55-pound sack, you know, shipping on that can be a bit... uh, But still, it depends. Okay. You know, for me, I would do it. I'd, I'd, You know, if I'm out in the middle of nowhere, I'm calling up Northern Brewer and I'm saying, hey, send me a sack of, uh, you know, the British Pale Ale malt. Yeah. Uh, You know, that's what I would do, but... Yeah, if 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 not, you know, go ahead with the specialty grains, try and uh, kind of bump up the biscuity, the nutty, the the, the multi background. Okay. Bit.
0: All right. And uh, although we don't normally do off-topic questions, so as not to start a frenzy, I just thought this question was too good to pass up. Came through at the beginning of the show for somebody, and he just wanted to know is is there a way to drive off fusel alcohols in a finished beer? Or are we just stuck with that?
1: Well, we Oh, a couple of things. Um, you can get uh, a <laughs> good, Im- good impression of myself. Yeah, what? it is a oh, good question. <laughs> good
2: question. Both. <laughs> both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: yeah. Jesse's got some fusel alcohols. In his, yes, so. yes, yes, yes. Uh, the the thing is, all the the alcohols when you um, if it oxidizes those those alcohols, uh, some of the alcohols can convert to a, to a fruity kind of ester. So that's one thing. One thing you can do. All right. Let it oxidize. Just let it sit over time. Just yeah. You know, bottle it up and forget about it for a year, and this is essentially what happens to barley wines and things like that. Okay. The other thing you do is heat it up and you know evaporate some of the alcohol, <laughs> but you got to heat it up to like you know 150 degrees. So yeah. you probably don't want to do that. that. Could be messy. Yeah. H- it's, bottles it's just you know over time, um, it'll mellow. Yeah. Well, it'll convert and get fruitier. Okay. But other changes will happen. The bittering's going to drop and the sweetness will go up. And, you know, a lot of that, you know,
0: the other things will oxidize as well. So, depends on what kind of beer it is. Okay. All right. And a last minute question coming through the chat now. This will be your final question. Uh, how do you feel about adding brown malt to this recipe? I think you could get by with a little bit, but brown malt has a
1: very specific flavor. And, um,. You know, I don't know that I would, but, yeah, mess around with it. Okay. You know, I, I think I would back off on uh, maybe the chocolate malt a little bit if I was to add some brown malt. <laughs> you know, because it, it, brown malt's got a real dry kind of, um, not quite roasty, but kind of roasty, you know? Is it like a
0: chalky flavor?
1: Not chalky, but it's got a unique flavor. That, Pretty that, grainy.
0: Uh, it's like a victory malt.
1: Yeah, drier and roastier
0: right. than that, but just stick with Jamil's recipe. goddammit. Yeah.
1: yeah, what the? What's the matter with
2: you? <laughs> Don't be creative.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write this book for nothing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, take it away, fellas. <laughs> uh, what do you What do you think about using uh, coffee grounds? Possibly like a coffee oatmeal stout. Uh, if, take- uh, if you want to do a
1: specialty beer, you know, mm-hmm. or a coffee beer, you know. F- fruit, or vegetable, whatever it is. Um, yeah, you know, uh, oatmeal stout's pretty good. I would actually use a sweet stout instead. Okay. Just because, you know, when you get into that specialty stuff, people like the beers to be sweet a lot of times. Okay. So I would I would go with that instead, I think.
2: What about uh, the use of um, French oak in this type of beer? Do you think, like, a French oak would complement that oat, you know, the vanilla overtones over French oak? Mm, compliment yeah. Complement the oats. It could. It okay. could. Because I could see like a, even what about like vanilla beans, possibly like a vanilla bean oatmeal stout. Like mm-hmm. that's pretty good. That would complement that oatmeal surround yeah. softy flavor.
1: Yeah. Uh, and again, the nice thing about roasted beers is they, they tend to last a little longer, you know, be a little more stable. If I was doing a, a wood-age beer in the stout category, I'd probably go to like a foreign extra, an American stout or an imperial stout. You know, something a little bigger, a little more alcohol. Okay. A little bolder. Big. You know, yeah, a little bigger, I think big, than this. Uh, you know. But uh, sure, you could you could do some oak aging in this. All right, so recipe recap real quick. Uh, original gravity, 1055, uh, 36 IBUs, 35 SRM. Extract brewer, English pale ale, extract, 6.8 pounds, 3.08 kilograms. Or for all grain, you're going to use 9.4 pounds of a uh, British pale ale malt, 6, 4.26 kilograms, and mash at 154 or sixty eight. Degrees C. Excuse me. Your other specialty grains are going to be flaked oats, one pound, f- oh point four five kilogram. Uh, Chocolate malt at three fifty love seven uh, three quarter pound or three forty grams. Victory malt, three quarter pound or three forty grams. Crystal lady, a half pound or two twenty seven grams. Roasted barley, uh, five hundred love a half pound or two twenty seven grams. Kent Golding hops pellets. 5% alpha acid, a 60-minute addition, 1.8 ounce or 51 grams, about 36 IBUs. Again, you can use another uh, hop if you need to because it's only a bittering addition. Uh, yeast, White Labs wpoo 2 English Ale or y Yeast 1968 London ESB. Those are the ones to use. If you need to use a dry yeast, ferment a SO4 and ferment that about 68 degrees Fahrenheit, 20 degrees C. And when you're finished, you carbonate that to two, two and a half volumes.
2: And then you drink it.
1: Drink. Yes, yes, definitely. I'm glad you reminded me of that yeah. because I think people might and might not have done that. Right, if, uh, we didn't. <laughs> Some people just brewed the... it. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> All right, Hannah. You know, coming up next, if you're listening live, is a Doppelbach. Mm. Ooh, a favorite of both John and I. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to podcasts, it's going to be in about two weeks, two more weeks. And uh, you know, shop our flying sponsor, Northern Brewer. Do you want a hug? Northernbrewer.com. dot com. No, I don't. Okay. And uh, what else? We're strong. we strong.